Informed Ascent, brought to you by Firearm Training Associates. Firearms Training Associates is, is a lucky company because we have been able to draft in some of the best instructors in the world. We have special operations guys, we have guys from the U.S. military, from foreign militaries that work for us. They provide a great deal of insight into self-defense. So we developed this so that our customers could come on the weekends and get the best training in the world. We pride ourselves on our civilian training. It's our armed civilian that's one of the most important things to us. We want to teach them how to survive dangerous situations. When you come through the course, as long as you're performing at an acceptable level, you're going to get a certificate that puts our stamp on it. And we take it serious when we put our stamp on there. When you get our gold label, that means that you've passed the class that you've attended. Firearm Training Associates, proud sponsor of Informed Descent. Find out more at FTATV.com. Informed Dissent, the intersection of healthcare and politics, with Dr. Jeff Barkey, board certified primary care physician, and Dr. Mark McDonald, board certified child, adolescent, and adult psychiatrist. Well, Mark, great to be with you. Here we go again, another episode of Informed Dissent. I see your cat just disappeared, and now we have a dog appearing in our guest's window. So the animals are coming and going tonight. I know Winston may get, may get scared if, uh, if uh, she sees a dog. Uh, before I forget, we have a, a wonderful sponsor, Firearms Training Associates, FTA. Uh, they've been with us now for multiple months. They do excellent work in training the average person or the advanced per person on, uh, on firearms use. And as a matter of fact, uh, Mid-August, I can't remember the date, I'm going to be giving a course. August 13th. August 13th. Join us, Firearms Training Associates. Uh, Mark will be there. I'll be there. I'll be one of the instructors on uh, uh, tactical medicine and surviving gunshot wounds. So that should be fun. Maybe we'll bring Winston along <laughs> and we can practice on her. <laughs> so we've got a great guest tonight. And uh, it's perfect timing because they just had their national convention in the city of brotherly love that wasn't so brotherly uh, just about a week ago. And that is, of course, Moms for Liberty. And one of the founders, or at least the leader of the chapter out in Florida is with us tonight. And that's Yvette uh, Beneroach. Is that the right way to pronounce it? So Yvette, wel welcome to Informed Dissent. Thank you for the invitation. I'm glad to be here. And you're right. Uh, there was not that much brotherly love in Philadelphia for us. So tell us about your convention and what happened. Oh, the summit was great. Uh, great experience. But of course, you know, we had a welcoming committee there that uh, was there the whole time um, from nine to two. Uh, they were there every night, every day. And, you know, a lot of love for us, I guess not. They were um, yelling obscenities, uh, giving us the finger, uh, calling us racist, homophobes. Um, and we're just a group of moms that are concerned about our kids and what's been taught in schools. On your Twitter and one of your mantras is we don't co-parent with the government. So what, what are you trying to accomplish? What, what does Moms for Liberty stand for and what do you try to do? So we just want our kids to be educated. We don't want indoctrination or sexualization in our schools. And we see a lot of pornography in schools. Actually, in Florida, we've been fighting that. We've been um, one of our chapters in Leon County actually just removed, helped remove five books from the libraries in the schools there. Um, so... 
we're just concerned. Um, we should be educating our kids. You know, for sure. And we're, we are accused, conservatives are, are accused of, quote unquote, banning books. But but here's the reality. Just as I wouldn't invite a child out to firearms training associates because it's above their head and their skill set to be able to understand and participate safely, nor would we want certain reading material to be available to small children. When they get older, they can access greater and greater levels of complexity um, and subject matter. So that's not book banning. That's just common sense. And I just I just don't get the left on this um, when they want full exposure to everything at the youngest age. And that's part of the problem that we're fighting against, don't you think? Yes, that is exactly correct. We don't ban books, but we don't believe that those books belong in schools. If a parent wants to allow their child of whatever age in their home to read it, they can do that as a parent. I mean, we fight for parental rights, even for those that we don't agree with. We think parents um, have the right uh, to uh, know what's being taught in schools and to be in charge of the kids' education. That's what we do. How did you get involved with Moms for Liberty? So I've been a, an activist for a while. Uh, I think education, if, if we can fix the education system, I think we can fix a lot of problems. So I've always been focused on that. And then I heard about Moms for Liberty. I sent the email and our chapter, it's been one year since we started the chapter here. And it's been great because I've met so many moms that have never been really involved um, in anything, and they're just so excited to be fighting uh, to protect our children. And um, so I'm glad that I'm part of this amazing organization. Mark, what, what is it about those on the left? They call us, they tell us that we're banning books. And what, what is it about them that they think it's appropriate to be not discriminating age based on content of a book or or any activity for that matter. Well, I think it's actually just a uh, reaction to the efforts of a really diverse group of people to protect their children. Witness the reaction to the recent film that came out to expose sex trafficking in Colombia, and it's being panned and and really assailed as a white supremacist QAnon conspiracy. It seems to me that the people that I see, like Moms for Liberty and other local groups that have stood up to protect their children, tend to be a very representative group of Americans. These are actually the opposite of those who attack them, which tend to be very wealthy, white, secular, coastal urban elites witness the people in Pennsylvania a few years ago that were of multiple religions. Some were native born, some were immigrants, some were rich, some were poor, many had accents. And they're all coming together to say, we don't want to allow just one small select group of people to run the show. We actually represent all Americans. I, and I point this out. I want to point this out really specifically because it's often overlooked. Often groups like Moms for Liberty and the people that made this anti-sex trafficking film you know, out of Colombia are attacked as being racist when the opposite is actually true. And the more that Americans from all different backgrounds can see that everybody agrees that children should be protected, that this isn't a racial issue or a political issue or an economic one, it's a moral one, that's when the left's position becomes absolutely 
completely indefensible and it becomes exposed. Yvette, you know, I, I followed what you were doing in Philly. Uh, Dennis Prager, I know, was one of the speakers and he had several episodes, segments about his experience there. Who is your favorite speaker and what was your experience like? So he was one of my favorite speakers. He was uh, great. And of course, we also enjoyed the presidential candidates. Um, you know, they all had um, great, great, great speeches. Um, but most of all, what I enjoyed was just seeing so many moms come from all over the, the, the United States because we have about um, 285 chapters nationwide uh, with over 100,000 uh, members. How many in your chapter? So we have about 100, 100 members. And um, uh -huh. so we're very active here and... It, it was a great experience, but that's what I enjoyed the most. Besides the speaker, it was the experience of getting to meet other moms that are doing the same thing we're doing. And we all work together um, to make sure that our children are protected. And that's our main goal. And we don't want anything else besides that. And so it's been a great experience. I, I love the group. I think it's amazing. Uh, as a mom, I know that I will do anything for my children. And so we're out there fighting the fight. You're the leader of the group in your chapter, right? That's right, Collier County. That's Naples, Florida, Southwest Florida. And you mentioned presidential candidates. Of course, uh, you live in a state where you have a presidential candidate. Was he there? Yes, he was. Uh, Governor DeSantis was there. President Trump was there. Uh, Nikki Haley was there. Um, so there were a few of them there. And is there a chapter in all 50 states? So there's chapters in 45 of the states. We Our goal is to have a chapter in each state. And in Florida, we're working to have chapters in all the counties. And we're getting there. As I recall, you do have chapters in Southern California as well. Yes, we do. We have moms from California. Yes. Where are you originally from with your accent? Puerto Rico. I moved here 20 years ago. What do you think the, the biggest success has been for Moms for Liberty, either your chapter or just nationally? Well, I think it's, um, we have exposed what's actually been happening in the schools because a lot of people didn't believe that there was pornography in the, in the schools and we have exposed that. And so we have awakened those moms that didn't know what was going on. If one thing we can take out of COVID is that they actually, it actually helped to wake moms up. Nobody knew what was going on in the schools. And now we do. That's the silver lining, huh? That's the silver lining. And how many kids do you have? I have two. I have a 17-year-old getting ready to go to college and a 15-year-old. Uh -huh. How's their educational experience been? It's been good because I'm, <laughs> I'm on top of that. Believe me, I'm I remind them when I came here to this country, I came with nothing. When I say I came with nothing, just with hopes and dreams. And that's all I came for. And only in this country, you can come with nothing and make something out of yourself. So I want them to learn that this is the greatest country in the world. I agree with you. Unfortunately, I think it's less so now than it has been in the past. And for example, I understand that when you were at the Florida Capitol that uh, you were actually attacked. Yes, we were there for session to um, support some of the great bills for parental rights. And I, we were literally uh, physically attacked, spit on. And um, but that's that's the love they have for us. I guess we're doing something right because they hate Moms for Liberty. So we're going to continue doing what we're doing because we actually, you know, that gives us motivation to continue. You know, Mark, it's funny that Yvette says they hate Moms for Liberty, and I think she's correct. 
what is it about the left that they hate? Because um, we don't see any hate. When I disagree with people, I don't hate them. I want to educate them and change their minds. But on the left, when they disagree with us, there's this vitriol and literal hate that occurs that we just, I don't, I don't know where that comes from. Well, I'm sure Yvette witnessed that when she was under assault. And it's because the positions of the left are not based on anything that is rational. They're based on passion and emotion. And so they drive and they fuel their activism through passion alone. And there's no thought behind it. Dennis Prager, uh, who I also follow regularly, made an attempt recently to define the left and what they stand for. In other words, the people that are going after you, Yvette, what do they stand for? It's clear what you stand for. You just answered our questions very clearly, succinctly, and with good examples. Well, the left isn't for anything. That's why they're hard to define. They are simply opposed to the past. They're opposed to what is conserved. In other words, they're opposed to conservatism. They only destroy, they don't build. And their passion then is not fueled for construction or constructive action. It's fueled only to destroy. So anyone who stands up like you or Moms for Liberty to says, we believe that children should be kept safe from pornography and should be kept safe from the destruction of their innocence, they will oppose it, not because they're for something else in its place. They're simply opposed to what you stand for. The left and the people that go after you are in opposition to you, but they don't stand for anything. And that's why they come across as being so hateful, because there's absolutely no love in them. They can't build anything. How do you argue with people like that? <laughs> How do you change their mind? Or better, let me, ask, let me reframe that question. What do you think, Mark, is the best approach to people that are um, coming after you with hate and vitriol? How do you, how do you approach somebody like that? Well, I've been through quite a lot of hatred and attack myself in the last three years because I live in Los Angeles and most of the people that know me hate me now about, I'd say 80% more or less hate me. And that's sort of the percentage of people that, uh, believe in getting injections and putting children's faces with masks, covering their, their nose and mouth and, uh, want to, allow for genital mutilation and chemical castration of children without parental consent, all of this stuff that I think is just basically pure child abuse. And since I'm a child psychiatrist, I oppose child abuse on principle. What I've discovered is that the people that believe in these things and want to push them cannot be convinced that they're wrong by giving them information because it's not an information-based argument. As I said, it's a passion-based argument and their passions lie in the wrong area. And the main reason for that is that they don't actually believe in anything. I have yet to meet a religious person who believes in transgendered surgeries for children, not one, because these people tend to have a hole in their soul that needs to be filled by a cause. So, I think that the best thing to do is not to try to change these people's minds, but to try to change the values of society to bring back what actually made this country great, which is a belief in the foundational principles of the country, which are designed and formed from Judeo-Christian beliefs, from religion itself and family and limited government. 
because this this illness, and I think it's an illness like what you faced, Yvette, it's almost like a kind of contagion of the mind, like a brain disease. And you can't really argue your way out of that. Uh, you really have to contain it. You have to treat it on a, on a, a national level. You have to overwhelm it with something that is um, actually healthier because the individuals themselves, I think, are at this point, and I, I hate to say this because I, I know it sounds dark, but I think it's true. I think a lot of these people, at least for now, are simply lost. Yvette, before I forget, how do people find out more about uh, Moms for Liberty? So we have a great website. It's momsforliberty.org, and they can go in there and they can find the chapters and then... Um, that way they can find wherever they're from. They, if we have a chapter, they can find it through the website. And we have great information there also. Is there a cost to join Moms for Liberty? So, yes, every chapter is different. So, um, for example, my chapter, it's, it's $25 to join um, for the year. I assume Moms for Liberty is, is a nonprofit organization. We're a nonprofit C4, which means we actually do endorse uh, in school board races. Um, actually, we out of 500 candidates that we endorsed in the last election, over half of them are in the school boards now. So, and that's the only thing we endorsed in school board races. Now, um, I heard uh, I heard a rumor that you might be running for something. I am running for something. I, I am running for the Florida uh, State House, uh, District 81. When is that election? It's 2024, but there's so much you have to do when you're on for office that you need of that, that time to do. And is the election November 2024 or are you elected in the primary? So I will have a primary in August. And um, in my county, we're a conservative county, so I just need to win that primary and most likely I'll win my general election. And are there can announced candidates running against you right now? There's one more candidate, yes. And I, I assume they're not a Moms for Liberty uh, supporter? They're not. He's not a mom. <laughs> he, he's not a mom. Got it. So if somebody listening in on the Patreon network or on our vast uh, network around the country that want to learn more about you, Yvette, as a candidate, um, how do they find out? So they can go to my website, yvetteforflorida.com, and there they can find out about me. I, I am an Air Force veteran. I, joined, I was there during the Gulf War, first one. I'm a mom. I'm a business owner. And I'm doing this because I, I want family values to come back, and we need to continue the work to protect parental rights in education. YvetteforFlorida.com. Yes. Yvette spelled Y-V-E-T-T-E. -T -T -E. Tell us about your uh, Air Force service. So I served in 1990, I joined, and they, I was stationed in uh, RAF Chicksands, that's in England. And I was an intelligence more systems operator. So in, in the communications, I copied Morse code. Uh, Morse code, no kidding. <laughs> yes, Morse code. Yes. Wow, sounds like a old uh, you know World War II uh, movie or something. Yeah, we still had it. How long did you serve for? So I served one tour. Okay, that's four years. Uh, no, two years. Uh, two I, years. Two, yeah. And uh, you left with what rank? Uh, Airman first class. All right. Well, thank you for your service. Thank you. If you get into the Florida legislature, what are you hoping to accomplish? Well, my number one. One goal is to um, legislate, do more legislation when it comes to education and parental rights. That's my number one priority when I get there. Uh, also here we have insurance issues. So insurance would be something that we need to tackle on also. Now, I imagine your governor is um, in alignment with some of these ideas as well, right? Oh, yes, he is. And we're very happy. He's done great here in Florida. What happens if uh, Ron DeSantis 
uh, wins the presidency, who's going to take over for him as governor? Well, if I had to pick, I would like to see Congressman Byron Donalds as our next governor. I imagine um, that the, even the governorship in Florida will stay conservative if Governor DeSantis uh, should move on. Yes, I believe so. And I know so. So what projects are you working on now for Moms for Liberty? So we continue on doing uh, book reviews to make sure we get that uh, garbage out of the schools. Uh, We're also getting ready for the 2024 election, trying to get good candidates for school boards so we can do our endorsements and then work towards um, making sure they get elected. So that's mainly what we're doing right now. And where's your oldest thinking about going to college? So he's going to go to Lynn University. That's in Boca, Boca Raton. Keep him in Florida. Yes. (laughs) Under under your watchful eye. Yes, only two and a half hours away. (laughs) Yvette, I'm curious to know something about the group in terms of how it relates to homeschooling. I was in Florida about a year ago. I believe it was in Orlando, the National Homeschooling Conference was held and, and Governor DeSantis was there. There were thousands, thousands of mothers there and hundreds of curricula stands and tables. I was, I was just overwhelmed with the number of people that attended this conference. And many of them have just given up on government schools. They've said, it's not reformable. This is like a, a structure that's been so eaten away by termites that you can't fix the wood. You just have to burn it down and start another schoolhouse somewhere else. Have you had any interactions with homeschooling organizations? Is there any conflict between Moms for Liberty and homeschooling? Do you work together? I'm I'm very curious about your relationship on an organizational level with homeschoolers. So we work together because we believe in school choice and we believe that parents need to choose whatever it's right for their children and homeschooling, charter schools, private schools, and even public schools. uh, We believe that the parents should choose. So we work closely with all organizations um, in the education field. So homeschools is one of them. Actually, the legislature here just passed a bill that gives um, money. So the money will follow the child so they can go to a private school, even homeschool, if if it's decided that the parent wants to do that. It's included there also. So you really believe in, in true choice, freedom of choice for parents and children to decide or parents to decide for their children what, what and how they should be educated. Yes, that's what we believe because parents know best. Well, what a, what a horrible position, Yvette. No wonder everybody hates you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it, would be, it would be very funny to see the, the, the giant um, pro-choice abortion movement going up against the pro-choice Loms for Liberty movement and explaining their inconsistencies in their position. I love, I love how the left is for choice only when it comes to about two or three things, which is drugs, sex, and abortion, but everything else they're opposed to choice on. They're opposed to gun right choices. They're opposed to educational choices. They're opposed to parents making choices about medical decisions. It's very interesting how the the so-called pro-choice side or the pro-liberty side on the left really isn't very for choice on anything at all, except a very small number of of, of subjects. And it doesn't include... uh, uh, parent choices for education, apparently. And they're such hypocrites. I tell you, one of our ladies actually infiltrated that crowd. She went, she's African-American. She wore a wig. She just put a wig on. She changed her shirt and she joined 
she infiltrated the group and they were hugging her she was dancing with them they <laughs> loved her and then when she came to our side changed her shirt and had monster liberty oh my god you had to oh boy see. oh boy that's right <laughs> they were so upset and mad it was that's unbelievable. Hilarious. but it was the same girl <laughs> and they loved her before she wore the Moms for Liberty t-shirt. <laughs> Project Veritas would be proud of you. <laughs> yeah, she did, she did great. I think the video is posted on my on my Facebook page. How can our informed dissent listeners uh, support you and support Moms for Liberty? Well, visit our website momsforliberty.org and uh, we have chapters in almost every state. Just find the one that where you're at and um, just join us. And then if you want to, you're in Florida, District 81, or in the Naples, Marco Island area, then look me up at evetforflorida.com and um, I'm running for Florida House District 81. Are you seeing a lot of our uh, California residents coming down to Florida? Oh, we're getting them from everywhere. One of my patients who now lives in Florida, she listens to this a lot, and that's Caitlin. She moved from uh, Orange County uh, to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And then she and her husband recently moved. To, I can't remember where she is in Florida, uh, but she just loves it there. It's a great state. I love it here. And like I said, you know, freedom is not free. I served. I know that a lot of blood was, you know, a lot of people died uh, fighting for freedom. And we need to make sure that we continue to protect it. And we need to protect our kids. Do you still have friends in the military? I do. I do. The military has become quite the woke organization. What's What's been your friend's experience so far? Um, well, it wasn't like that when we were in. Uh, you really just concentrated on fighting for our country and for peace around the world. And you didn't even ask anything else. It was nobody's business. It's changed a lot. And hopefully um, our next president will take care of that. Yeah, let's let's hope hope so whether it's um uh you're a candidate from Florida or one of the other candidates um anything's better than what we have right now. Yes, we have a cadaver in the White House. <laughs> no no question <laughs> it certainly doesn't support what Moms for Liberty supports. No. He doesn't support anything that this country was founded on. You would know coming from uh, out of the country and serving in our military. So thank you, Yvette, for all you do. And thank you for joining Informed Dissent. It's been an honor. And we will let you know when we post this podcast and uh, we'll keep following your great work. Thanks for the invitation. You've been listening to Informed Dissent with Dr. Jeff Barkey, board certified primary care physician, and Dr. Mark McDonald, board certified child, adolescent, and adult psychiatrist. Informed Dissent the intersection of healthcare and politics.